0: The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now.
1: Good morning, Tucson, and welcome to the Jeff Dean Show. I am Jeff Dean here with you on this Monday morning, April the 25th, 2022. It is 7.02 on your Tucson Monday. And uh, you're listening here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson, as we are Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Glad to be here with you today. And uh, we've got a, a incredibly busy week ahead of us here uh, on the Jeff Dean Show in the world of sports on ESPN Tucson. I mean, it is uh, it is a incredibly busy week. And yes, unfortunately, we will have our attention divided, at least uh, some of us will be, we'll have our attention divided on Thursday because the Phoenix Suns got worked last night in New Orleans, and the series is now even 2-2, which guarantees that there is going to be a game six, which is scheduled for 7 o'clock on Thursday, right in the middle of the first round of the NFL draft. Oh, joy. (laughs) <laughs> so, that is kind of, uh, you know, I, a part of my, uh, I guess, being annoyed, upset with the, with the win last night, just part of it was that the Suns don't have a chance to close out this series at home in five, thus allowing me to watch the first round in peace. I'll be watching a closeout game for one of the two teams because one of those two teams will have a 3-2 lead going into that game six in New Orleans on Thursday night. But the question now is, who will that be? Because the Suns completely melted down last night in the second half of that game. Uh, Chris Paul was nowhere to be found in the fourth quarter, at least on the on the uh, scoring uh, portion of the uh, of the stat sheet, and really only one effective player for the Phoenix Suns in that fourth quarter. And he wasn't like he, I mean he's not a guard, so he can't create his own shot. But that's DeAndre Ayton once again. Um, unable to get the basketball in, you know, in times of, you know, in crunch times and stuff, they just, teams will either uh, pack it in or they just get extremely physical with him in the fourth quarters and it causes problems. So uh, we have, uh, I have a lot of, of things to say about what I saw last night, what I've seen in this series and where this series is going. So, uh, yeah, uh, it, no shortage of things to discuss today in the in the association, specifically with the Phoenix Suns, because obviously they are the local team. We are your Tucson home for Phoenix Suns basketball here at ESPN Tucson. We'll also talk the other NBA playoffs as well. No teams got closed out over the weekend. Um, some teams clawed their way back into a series. Some teams just merely staved off elimination for another game. Um, and then one team going for a sweep tonight, the Boston Celtics, going for the sweep of the Brooklyn Nets, I think that's all all but a done deal there. The Brooklyn Nets are an absolute mess, and uh, there are plenty of reasons why. We have uh, some local news, of course, to talk about. We try to keep it local here as much as we can, talking U of A sports. And the Wildcats win a series over Arizona State over the weekend at the High C with a uh, baseball, uh, you know, baseball series win, two games to one over ASU. They win the uh, – the bracket games, they win the Friday game and the Sunday game. The Friday night game was, uh, wow, <laughs> what a finish to that game. Saturday's was forgettable, uh, just an ugly, ugly game. And then uh, yesterday's game, a masterful, masterful performance in uh, in many areas by Arizona's baseball players, so we'll talk about that coming up. Also, some softball. We've got some football, uh, potentially some football news, some basketball news. So a lot of stuff going on on the campus, as always, at uh, the University of Arizona, so we'll talk about that. Also have plenty of NFL to get into today, as it is draft week, and there's lots of rumors about what's going on with the Debo Samuel situation. Uh, Are the 49ers going to trade him? What team will they be trading him to? Why is he so upset with the 49ers? You know, there's there's a lot of questions. Obviously, he is the talk of the nation right now in regards to what's going on in the NFL. But there are plenty of other things to talk about as well. Baker Mayfield still doesn't have a football team. What will that, you know, what things are going to change there? If a team is looking to draft a quarterback, would they rather just... Trade for Baker Mayfield. I mean, essentially use a fifth round pick. Maybe I think maybe that's kind of what the worth is at this point because he's made it so you know so anti in the Browns' favor to get anything worthwhile for him. Um, so you know that I mean I'm I'm I mean that's what they're saying. Like a fifth round pick potentially could be the uh, the trade number for uh, for Baker Mayfield. So if a team is looking for a quarterback. Even if they're not looking for a quarterback, do they just spend a fifth-round draft pick and say, well, we'll just trade you for Baker Mayfield. Just We'll bring him in. We'll get him a part of our culture. We'll see what what he looks like here. Um, and, you know, depending on which team takes a flyer on him, could be good, could be bad. So uh, plenty of things to discuss <clears throat> in regards to the NFL. And who knows, uh, a litany of other things as well. We also have some giveaways today, a very special giveaway as we were uh, – I kind of teased it a little bit on uh, on Friday – but we do have Chris Rock tickets to go see Chris Rock stand up live at the AVA Amphitheater at Casino del Sol. It's his Ego Death World Tour 2022. And he's going to be in Tucson Friday, July 1st. And I'm going to be giving away tickets all week long to go see that. One Pairs, uh, pairs of tickets each day uh, to go see Chris Rock. So be listening for that. It'll be your cue to call. We're going to do a, a call to win. So be ready. Uh, be ready for that. When you hear your cue to call, it could happen any time between now and the end of the show. I will give you the uh, the instructions as to what call you need to be and, of course, the number that you need to call so that you can uh, try to win those tickets. And, again, we'll have them all week. And um, so, uh, you know, be, be listening be listening for that. Also, we have our NFL Draft live broadcast coming up. That's this Thursday between uh, from 3 to 6 with Spears and Ali. They'll be on site at the Fire Truck Brewing Company enjoying all the wonderful libations and food that they have there at the uh, at the Fire Truck Brewing Company right there on, on uh, Grant and Swan, southeast corner of Grant and Swan. And even if it's not draft day, go check them out. It's a great place to go get an ice-cold beer, some delicious uh, in-house smoked wings that they have there, which are delicious, and uh, you can enjoy yourself. But the boys will be there from 3 to 6 this Thursday broadcasting live. All right, let's talk about the Phoenix Suns last night as they get. It, it, it was just a complete meltdown. I mean, it was it was a meltdown of epic proportions in the second half of that game last night. They get outscored thirty five to twenty three in the second in the in the third quarter. Uh, get outscored by um, seventeen altogether. They took a two point lead into the half. They were up 51-49 at the half. They had to kind of. Fight and claw their way back into that lead. I think they had like a six-point deficit at some point mid uh, midway through the second quarter, even getting later into the second quarter, like a six or a seven-point deficit in that game. So they had to fight to get that lead at halftime. They did so when they brought their starters back in. the The, uh, the reserves were uh, in the game for quite some time, lost the lead, gave up you know six a couple of possessions or so, and then the the, uh, the starters came back in. Chris Paul. DeAndre Ayton, they kind of wrestled it back in, got it in their favor, but could not get anything done in the third quarter, and the third quarter was just a mess. I the, I mean, the big question here is, are the Suns in serious trouble of losing this series? Because I think for the most part, I mean, fans were just, oh, it's an 8-1. Eight, Eights rarely, rarely win in the NBA playoffs. What is it, three times in the history of, of, the, uh, of, of playoff seeding that an eight seed has beaten a one seed, maybe it's four. It's either three or four. I don't remember which. Uh, it doesn't happen very often. Only one time an eight seed has ever advanced to the NBA Finals in the strike-shortened sh- season uh, of 1998-99. That was the, the New York Knicks when they got smoked by the, by the Spurs in the Finals. Regardless, eight seeds don't generally do too well in the NBA playoffs. It's not like the NHL where eight seeds win all the time. In their first uh, their first round matchup, of course, that's all very different now. The way the NHL has restructured their Stanley Cup playoffs, but <clears throat> the the notion was, I think, that the Sons were going to handle their business and handle it easily against a team who was ten games under five hundred for the season. Well, that is not the case. The New Orleans Pelicans has have found themselves. They, I mean, they have they have turned into what looks to be a very difficult team for anyone to deal with. Whether you've got the emergence of Brandon Ingram and just how good he has become at shooting the basketball. I remember watching with the Lakers, I mean, I'm sure a lot of us do. And, you know, he was just this skinny rail of a kid, just a wet noodle who would get knocked over if somebody breathed on him too hard, couldn't make his jump shots, couldn't get to his spots, couldn't rebound, couldn't dribble the basketball. He was a mess. And the Lakers, although – there was a lot of upside with Brandon Ingram. I think a lot of NBA scouts were high on him. As far as you know, his ceiling is you know is is there. It's just it's gonna take a while to get there. Um, the Lakers gave up on him early, sent him to New Orleans, and he has. I mean, he scored over thirty points in three consecutive games. He's the first player in franchise history to do that, and he has been a nightmare for the Phoenix Suns. It doesn't matter who's guarding him. It doesn't matter what kind of defense they employ on him. Whether they try to bracket, whether they try to deny, whether they try to get physical with him, he is scoring at every level: threes, twos, at the rim, at the free throw line. He has been a major, major problem for the Phoenix Suns. Also, a major problem for the Phoenix Suns, outside of game number three, has been Jonas Valanciunas, who, again, last night, what, he twenty-six and fifteen last night. Now, granted, <clears throat> I think uh, you know a lot of those points were scored at the free throw line uh, for, uh, for Valentinus. In fact, let's see, he was, he was 7 of 11 from the free throw line. So 7 of his 26 were at the free throw line, not a you know, huge amount. It's not like James Harden scoring 18 of his 30 from the free throw line. But he's been a problem for the, for the Phoenix Suns, and last night he was doing all kinds. He, had a, uh, he, he did a crossover, spin, dribble, reverse, layup against JaVale McGee, and, I mean, just ridiculous stuff. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, what is happening? It's the New Orleans Pelicans saying we're going to just try to do whatever we can to win this series and officials be damned, uh, whatever be damned. If they, if they call us for the foul, well, you know whatever, we'll take it. But we're going to do whatever we possibly can to win this series. That's their attitude. And it is paying dividends for them because they are gaining confidence and this is trouble for the Phoenix Suns. Because what I saw last night was essentially three players for the Phoenix Suns have shown up for this series, and I'm not talking about just last night. I'm talking about for the four games of this series. Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, JaVale McGee, and one of those is your backup center, and you can't you can't win a series. First of all, having only three guys show up. If those three guys are your superstar starters, then fine, you can probably get through it. But if it's Chris Paul, your lead your lead guard, okay, your point guard. If it's your center, your starting center who cannot essentially create his own shot. At least he's not that, you know, he's not the, you know, Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid-type center, okay? Uh, he's a center that requires setting screens, pick-and-roll plays, things like that. Now, DeAndre's gotten much better back to the basket, turning and facing, turning around jumpers, things like that. He's gotten much, much better at that. In fact, he's been deadly in this series with those types of shots. But that's a difficult ask to have him be your, you know, essentially your second-best player uh, in this when, no, when there's nobody else there. And then the other guy that's shown up is your backup center who's getting, you know, sixteen, eighteen minutes a game, who's not known for his offense. Other than that, like nobody else has shown up. I mean, Devin Booker showed up for the first two games, but now he's not available anymore. So we have to put that past us. We have to put it behind us. Devin Booker was amazing in the first two games, but he's not there. What I saw last night has me concerned because the New Orleans Pelicans are playing as a team and it's not just the five guys on the floor. It is anyone and everyone who comes off that bench is playing their tails off. And they are playing with a, a real sense of we're going to we're going to beat this team, we're going to shock the world, or whatever, you know, blah, whatever whatever you know, incredible uh cliche you want to use. But there are plenty of reasons why the Suns are in the position that they're in right now, which is 2-2 coming back to Phoenix. And there are certainly Worst positions you can be in, right? I mean, the, the series isn't over. They're not facing elimination on on uh, Tuesday. This could be a situation where the Suns win on Tuesday at home. Then they have it. They have two chances to close out the Pelicans. And you know, you, you know, if you close them out, and you say you wipe your brow, you say that was close. We better be ready for the next team. We better prepare better. We better play harder because we're going to be playing a more talented team that may match up against us or whatever. Although, I think we kind of saw there. I mean, there were a few people, one person that I talked to specifically said that they didn't like the matchup that the Phoenix suns drew in the first round, that the Pelicans were a problematic matchup for the Phoenix suns. And the Pelicans had beaten the suns earlier this year, quite handily. Um, the Pelicans were not afraid of the Phoenix suns. They'd beaten them already you know, previously this season. And it, it was, it's not been a problem for them. And, some experts out there, some national people were saying that this is going to be an interesting matchup because the Suns aren't just going to steamroll the Pelicans. The Pelicans are, you know, built to withstand the type of uh, the type of play that the Phoenix Suns have. And not to mention they have a coach who is extremely familiar with the Phoenix Suns head coach and their personnel because he was with the team in the finals last year. So all those things coming together. And this was, I think, by, for all intents and purposes, and we're definitely seeing it now as it's playing out on the court. Uh, that this was a, a bad matchup for the Phoenix Suns. And look, basketball, specifically in tournament time, when it comes to, uh, you know, when it comes to the you know the postseason, it is it's a game of matchups. It's a game within a game of matchups. It's the series is a matchup. Each possession is a matchup. Everything is. Is a game of matchups in basketball. It happens at the high school level, collegiate level, pro level, any level. It's it's all about how the teams match up, how the players match up, how the styles and schemes match up. It's that's the way the game of basketball is played. That's the that's what determines outcomes of games for the most part. And yes, you can have a superstar rise up and have an amazing game and kind of buck the trend of it being a matchup, you know, a matchup fight essentially, uh, but it doesn't happen all the time and the Suns don't appear to have that person except for when Chris Paul is absolutely going off in the fourth quarter and he wasn't able to do that. The the Pelicans changed their philosophies in the game last night. They pressured, they kept ball pressure on him, they kept sneaky little little annoyances kind of buzzing around him, trying to swat at the ball all the time. And anytime he crossed the half court line they'd trap him. And the Suns have to have an answer for that. Chris Paul cannot be asked in his seventeenth NBA season to dribble out of those double teams anymore. He's just not he's not going to be able to do it. Suns have to find new and inventive ways to bail out their point guard so that he can go out and make plays. And what I saw out of the out of the team last night in the second half was a lot of standing around. A lot of, hey, pass me the ball, pass me the ball, pass me the ball. I'm open, I'm open, I'm open. How about give your point guard <laughs> A, a lane to pass the ball from. Because DeAndre Ayton's the only one out there setting screens for people. So you, you watch, you watch Dr- Drayle set six screens in a possession for the Phoenix Suns at times. Nobody else does anything. Jay Crowder certainly ain't going to do anything. And trust me, I'm about to climb on his back real quick. As a few of the other players, I'm going to climb on their backs as well. But the Suns are in... Serious trouble of losing this series because of one thing. Effort. Team effort. It's the deepest team in the league, and you wouldn't know it by watching this team play. If you if you had never watched a game of basketball, you knew the game of basketball, but you'd never watched Phoenix Suns play, you would say, gosh, how did they get this far? How did they win that many games with nobody else on this team? It's amazing how good... Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre are because the rest of the team sucks if you were watching the Phoenix Suns for the first time in this series. You wouldn't know that this was the deepest team in the NBA and probably the most lethal team coming off of the bench in the NBA because they just they go so deep and there's so many different matchup things that, that Monty Williams can do and tinker with. You wouldn't know that by watching this team because – Everyone outside of, okay, Devin Booker, who's not playing right now, Chris Paul, DeAndre Aiton, and JaVel McGee, absolutely suck right now. And I mean stink to high heaven. It's disgusting. So why are the Suns in this position? I have three, exactly three reasons why. And we'll talk about that next here on the Jeff Dean Show.
0: The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson.
1: So why are the Suns in this position? In a 2-2 tie, in a series against an 8-seed, a team that was 10 games under five hundred, generally has no business playing in a series this tight against the best team in the NBA? Well, I have three reasons why. And we're going to start number one, rebounding. Now, it's one thing to lose by a few rebounds per game, even if you lose that margin for an entire series. Like, if you lose by three, four, five a game, not a big deal, okay? If even if it's for an entire series, like, okay, they beat us. They got a couple of loose balls. They, you know, some they, they that was, their three-point shooting was bad, and therefore, the shots coming off were, you know, hard to gauge, and they were landing in the stomachs of guards and stuff. I mean, you can you can justify all those things. However, in this series, the Phoenix Suns are currently minus 49. Minus 49 on the glass in four games. That's 12.5 rebounds per game. Now, the Pelicans are also plus 34 in second-chance points now it's not a huge number okay considering the vast disparity of offensive rebounds but it is considerable right plus 34 in second chance points the suns okay have counteracted that with points off turnovers and fast break points okay the suns are beating them i think i think those combined numbers the suns are up 32 they're plus 32 so it's basically a difference of 2 points but those offensive rebounds have had a, a a lingering effect, and there are certain there are certain reasons why. Number one, those offensive rebounds, which had which have led to those second chance points, the plus thirty four in second chance points in this series, have negated the gains that the Suns have made in the turnover battle and in the fast break battle. As I mentioned, Suns are plus thirty two in points off turnovers plus. Uh, fast break points, which is great. It's a great number to have. If the Suns were even just rebounding close to even with the New Orleans Pelicans, the Suns would probably be on their way to a series sweep. They probably would have swept the series last night or at least be up 3-1 heading back to Phoenix for game number five with an average win margin of about 11 or 12 per game. However, these offensive rebounds are not only turning into points, and it's not a whole lot of points, like I said, It's not like the Pelicans are converting 80% of those offensive rebounds into buckets. But even when they're not, it causes the Suns to have to play defense again. And we all know what that means. Defense takes effort. It takes energy to play defense. It's hard. You have to want to do it. You have to muster up the strength and the intestinal fortitude to play defense for an entire 24-second shot clock, for an entire quarter, for an entire half, for an entire game. And giving up these offensive rebounds requires that the Suns have to dig deeper on a repeat possession, even if it's not just something at the rim, like, especially if it's not just something at the rim. Like if it's, if Valanciunas grabs a, an offensive rebound and goes right back up with it, that's obviously not really playing defense a whole lot. It's just a guy grabbing a, a ball, you know, rebound and going right back up with it. But there are plenty of times where the Pelicans have reset and reattacked, and you have to scramble, and it's tough to get back into that mode if you're not rebounding. It takes its toll over time. Also, it is emotionally, mentally demoralizing to get crushed on the boards the way that they have. It is I, – I mean, we sit here and watch as fans, we're like, just get the rebound, get the rebound. Imagine being one of the players – on the team or a coach on the, on the bench, how it must, how one must feel to them. I mean, it it is absolutely demoralizing to be whipped that, that egregiously on the, uh, on the boards. I mean, it's, it's a palpable feeling and it is killing the Phoenix suns right now. They have to do better at rebounding the ball. And yes, Deandre Ayton needs to do better at rebounding the ball. There were, <clears throat> Pardon me, there were several occasions last night, just in last night's game alone, where he got his hand on a ball and wasn't able to bring it down, or got you know got two hands on the ball, but it wasn't quite in his possession yet, and somebody came and knocked it out of his hands. or and, I, and I've seen it happen several times in this series and it happened at least at least two or three times last night. The Pelicans have taken note of what to do when DeAndre Ayton is about to go grab a rebound. It's send somebody, send a guard in there to get on his hip, get in his back, and push him out of the way. The, the, the referees are not calling it. You have a 7-foot, 255-pound man being shoved out of the way when he had position on a rebound by some guard who just comes flying in there and slams him out of the way of the, of, of the rebound. It it happened I, I I mean, just based on memory alone, just from watching the game, at least three times in last night's game, and it has happened at least that many times in every game this series. Now, whose fault is that? Is that the fault of the officials for not calling the foul? <clears throat> sure. Those are fouls. You can't you can't just blast somebody in the back out of the way. You can't do that. It's a foul. It's a foul in every Every sense of the letter of the rule, it is a foul. However, you know me, and one of my favorite quotes that I, do in, that I have in this show and in life is, you do business as business is being done. If the officials aren't calling it, DeAndre Ayton needs to stand his ground better, first of all, maybe catch him with an elbow as they're coming in, okay? But not, not throw the elbow, but get your elbows out, like, you know, sit, make yourself a wide target. So that when they come in there, they essentially run their face first into your elbow. And number two, you gotta fight back on the other end. You gotta do the same thing to their to their guys. Don't let their guys just stand there and grab the rebound. Ram them right into the back. Do the same thing. Because if that's how business is going to be done, that's how you gotta do business. So rebounding has been a huge problem. The guards have been non existent on the glass, and I mean non-existent. This is the the worst rebounding effort from a backcourt that I think I have ever seen in an NBA playoff series. Ever. The effort simply is not there. And I don't know if it's by design, but it looks really, really bad. <clears throat> Number two in the reasons why the Suns are in this positions, this position. Shooting. Take a listen to this. Now, the Suns are shooting 29.3% from beyond the arc in this series, which is terrible. The Suns were the, I think they were the eighth best, eighth or ninth best shooting team in the league this year, from beyond the arc. Right now, 29.3% would have put them at 29th in the league in shooting if they had shot that for the, for the season. The Suns are 10% better on average than they have shot in this series. Why? It's not like New Orleans is playing this, Incredible defense, although Herb Jones did have a couple of block shots last night on three-pointers that TNT and Reggie Miller were ooing and aahing over and continuing to heap praises upon Herb Jones for being tall and athletic. It was a good play. It's going to happen if you take six seconds to wind up your three-point jump shot the way Cameron Payne does. Listen to these numbers. Jay Crowder, 1 of 17. Cameron Payne, 0 for 12. Landry, Sh- Landry Shamit, 2 of 10. And Mikel Bridges, 2 of 9. That is 5 of 48 from beyond the arc from those four players. 5 of 48. Folks, that is 12%. 12 Stop shooting the ball. Stop it. Cameron Payne, I swear to God, if Cameron Payne runs up the floor one more time without passing to anybody and just launches a 26-foot three-pointer, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. I will absolutely lose it. I cannot watch basketball like that. That is not how this team was built. That is not how the game of basketball is supposed to be played. And it's stupid, and it's disgusting, and it needs to stop immediately. It is horrible basketball to watch. Horrible. And Jay Crowder can go and sit his ass on the bench for the rest of this series, for all I care. He is bringing absolutely nothing to this team, nothing to this series. His defense has been horrible. They put him on, on Brandon Ingram, okay? That's their answer. Go put Jake Crowder on Brandon Ingram. What's the first thing the Pelicans do? Give the ball to Brandon Ingram because they know he's going to whip Jay Crowder's ass. Get him out of there. It's driving me absolutely nuts. This team has completely lost their identity. Completely. They do not know who they are. They don't know who they're playing with. It is, it, they have completely lost it. And I put that on the players, and I put that on the coaches. Monty Williams is being outcoached in this series up and down the court. Up and down. It's embarrassing. Sons need to figure out who they are and bring that back. Because this ain't it. This is not what I signed up to watch. This is not what the best team in the NBA. This isn't what the worst team in the NBA looks like. This is pathetic. And it, it, it's, it's individual effort, it's, it's coaching, it's team awareness. And hell, <laughs> some of those guys out there are just flat out soft, mentally, physically. And I can't do this. This is, it's embarrassing. Thankfully, they're going to have an opportunity to turn it around tomorrow night. They can take the series lead three-two when they come back to Phoenix, but they're going to have to dig deep. They're going to have to every single man on that team needs to take a long look in the mirror and figure out just how they can pull their head out of their ass long enough to win this series. See, now I'm all fired. I'm sweating like I'm. I'm like I'm in a rage right now because I was watching the game last night. I was so irate. And I calmed down, and now I'm here, and I'm thinking about it. I, I can see in my mind Jay Crowder just not even giving a damn and doing stupid stuff. Stupid, like stupid fouls, just stupid stuff. <sighs> All right, I got to take a time out. <laughs> when I return, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what we saw and what we heard from Monty Williams last night. That's next on the Jeff Dean Show. <laughs>
0: Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson.
1: All right, let's do it. Let's give away our first pair of tickets to go see Chris Rock live at the Ava Amphitheater at Casino del Sol for the Ego Death World Tour 2022. Be caller number three at 520-719-1490. That's 719-1490. Be caller number three, and you will win your pair of tickets to go see Chris Rock on July 1st at the Ava Amphitheater. Good luck. Again, caller number three, 719-1490 is the phone number. Call now, and good luck. One other thing the Phoenix Suns need to absolutely change, and the reason why they're in the mess that they're in right now is because of attitude. The Pelicans are absolutely clobbering the Suns with the attitude of, if they call it, they call it. Unfortunately for the Phoenix Suns, it's put them at a minus 39 free throw attempts for the for the series. That's 10 a game. That's a lot. The entire series is minus 39. It culminated in a 42-15 to 15 discrepancy last night. And six of those free throws that they shot were, you know, Jumping underneath the landing spot of a of a jump shooter and Jay Crowder three point jump shots. Six of them. <laughs> so yeah, forty two to fifteen. Amani was upset about that. He pointed it out in his in his press conference after the game last night. You know, he you know he, he 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 acknowledged that the Pelicans played hard and that they were more aggressive. They played harder than the Phoenix Suns did. He he acknowledged that. But he also said you can slice it any way you want, but in a playoff game, that physical, the disparity is amazing. He goes, coaches shouldn't have to come up to the microphone and feel like they're going to get their heads cut off for speaking the truth, which happened to Monty. He got a technical in the game, and it was like even the commentators were like, what did he What even happened? Like, what did he even do? All he did was try to approach the officials who were at midcourt trying to determine something. I believe it was on the Chris Paul uh, flagrant one, which I agreed with. I, I believe it's a flagrant one. I know that a lot of people are like, that's a flagrant two. I'm like, get out of here with that. Stop. Not a flagrant two. He had the ball in his hands, for God's sakes. Going after the ball. Hit him in the head. It's flagrant one. Monty was upset about something. and But, I mean, Monty Williams is not he's not a, he's not a foot-stomping rage monster uh, of, of, a, of a coach. And he doesn't get a whole lot of technical fouls called on him. And whatever it was that he calmly approached to those officials, and Monty's not a guy who uses a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of colorful language either. He's not that guy. He's you know very um, very God fearing man. You know goes to church and all. That. He's he doesn't he doesn't use that kind of language, not often at least. Um, so I don't know what what set the officials off last night, but Monty wasn't happy about it. Chris Paul. Said to the officials in in the game. Said to one of the officials in the game. He goes, "Are we playing old NBA? Or are we playing new NBA? Because I played in both, and I'd like to know which one it is, because then we can, you know, then we can start playing one way or the other." And this was f- following a play in which Herb Jones and I. Now this was called a flagrant two in uh, in in game two against the Pelicans when Jackson Hayes got thrown out the game for blasting jay crowder uh, it basically uh, it was it, it was you know it it would it would have been a uh, a penalty in hockey let alone in in the in basketball uh but in last night's game with 10 minutes remaining in the third quarter herb jones blasted chris paul and i mean blasted him you go ahead, watch the video There's video all over the internet of it no call right in front of the official and i mean the official is standing Right there, five feet away, looking right at it. Herb Jones destroys Chris Paul. No whistle, none at all. And it looked exactly the same as what happened when Jackson Hayes hit Jay Crowder just two nights prior, got the the F2 and got ejected from the game. Looked exactly the same. He just ran through him, lowered his shoulders, hit him with both forearms, and exploded through him, sending him sprawling to the floor. No call. Chris Paul's sitting there like looking at him like, what you know what's going on? And Chris Paul went up and asked him, hey, uh, we playing old NBA or new NBA? I need to know. Because if we're playing old NBA, then we're about to get dirty. Things are about to get dirty. I don't think you even need to ask at this point. If it, If it's me, don't even ask. Don't even bother asking. Just go do it. Because I'll tell you what. Devin Booker ain't coming to your rescue right now. Don't expect Devin Booker to come off the bench and drop 54 on these, on these dudes and rescue you in this series. It ain't happening. These players have to dig deep, find something inside themselves that will light that fire and take care of business themselves. Because at some point, your attitude has to change from, because this is what I'm hearing a lot from Suns players and coaches. Oh, we have a lot of respect for the way these guys play. Uh, and oh, you know, they're a good team. And oh, they play hard. And oh, the playoffs are a grind. At some point, you have to change your attitude from that to these chumps don't belong on the same court as us, and we're going to put them out of their misery. Because you can't just sit there and praise and praise and praise and then get pummeled repeatedly in the mouth. At some point, you've got to stand up for yourself, fight back. Last night was not it. That was pathetic in the second half. I watch a lot of Suns basketball. A lot. Have over the years. Specifically with this particular iteration of the team from the time that, you know, essentially the, after post bubble, right? They went they went 8 0 in the bubble or whatever, okay? Fine. Bring in Chris Paul, go to the finals, everything, you know. And I've tons and tons of this particular iteration of Phoenix Suns basketball. Last night, second half. Embarrassing. And I and I mean that. It was embarrassing. I turned the game off. I really did. With I think it was like three, three and a half minutes to go. Turned it off. Like, nope, I'm done. This is this isn't it. I'm I'm not watching this. I can't do it. I have a blood pressure to <laughs> to worry about. I can't I can't watch these fools. Alright. Uh congratulations. Oh boy. To Mike Tontas. Tontus, tontu, tontu, tontu. Mike Tontas. Congratulations, Mike Tontus. He got himself those pair of Chris Rock tickets. Congratulations, my dude. Thank you for listening and uh, enjoy the show on us July 1st at the uh, Casino del Sol's Ava Amphitheater. Chris Rock making a little comeback. It's amazing how, um, how I mean, you know, it's like he had that uh, his, his world tour coming up just before he gets slapped by Will Smith at the Academy Awards. It's almost like it was meant to happen. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's Now conspiracy theory, Jeff, is coming out. This is getting this is getting ugly. This is getting good now. Because conspiracy theory, Jeff, comes out and things go real haywire. Things get sideways real fast. Because the conspiracy theories run rampant in my head. Trust me. I'm thinking about them all the time. I don't speak them, but I think about them all the time. <laughs> oh, we don't need that. I need to get off of this. All right. So the Phoenix Suns going to be taking on the the, uh, the the Pelicans tomorrow night. You can hear that right here on ESPN Tucson. We are your home, your Tucson home for Phoenix Suns basketball as well as uh, Diamondbacks baseball. When I return, speaking of baseball, your Arizona Batcats in action over the weekend at High C, taking on the Sun Devils. We'll talk about that next right here on the Jeff Dean
0: Show. The Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson is brought to you by Desert Diamond Casinos. Desert Diamond is true Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson.
1: Well, because I want to spend a little more time talking about the Wildcats' weekend win over their rival school, you know, wait until we flip that over to the uh, eight o'clock hour to start talking about that. We'll uh, use this segment to talk about the other things going on in the Association of the playoffs last night. The Milwaukee Bucks take a three-one lead. Over the Chicago Bulls, that series is—it's probably over. I mean, the Bulls got their one win in the series. I don't think many people expected the Bulls to uh, uh, to put up too much of a fight, but it was last night was a blowout. Uh, Milwaukee won that by 24 points, 119 to 95, and the Bucks heading back home for game number five. Hopefully, for them and their fans to close it out. The Miami Heat put an absolute beat down on the Atlanta Hawks last night as they take the lead in that series 3 to 1 in Atlanta. That game or that series going back to Miami for game number 5, they should be more uh, more than likely able to finish off the Atlanta Hawks in that game uh coming up in the final game, but what I think is going to be the final game of that series. And the Denver Nuggets dug deep and had one hell of a game last night against the Golden State Warriors and they get a win, keep stave off elimination, stave off being swept. Uh it was their first win in their last 7 or their first win in their last 8 rather uh playoff games after being swept Suns and 4 last year and kept from being swept this year by the Golden State Warriors. So they they get the win. Uh Jokic was huge in the fourth quarter. I mean huge. He's been he's been great all series long except for the ejection that he took in the blowout uh previously, but uh, he you know, he's been he's been really really good. And was able to uh, find some spot shooters and things like that in Golden State. Just didn't quite have enough firepower. Didn't have uh, a great defensive effort. Just you know, Denver was making shots last night. And look, it's it's a it's a league of you gotta you got to make your shots. <laughs> it's that's that's what the game is. You got to make your shots. Uh, you know, layups, three pointers, whatever have you, free throws. And, uh, you know, the Denver Nuggets were making their shots, and they win that game 20, 126 to 121. Uh, that game will now go back to San Francisco as the Warriors will try to close out the Nuggets in, the, in game five there. So, uh, you know, the only you – know, there's a couple of close series right now, obviously, with everything that's going on with the, uh, in, in the Eastern Conference. you got that Nets series. That, game, that series right now, the Celtics are looking to sweep that game is in Brooklyn. It's going to be today. I think that game's at like 3 o'clock or something like that, 4 o'clock today. Um, but the, uh, the Boston Celtics trying to close out the Brooklyn Nets. The Toronto Raptors try to get another one back from the Sixers. That game is in Philadelphia tonight as the Sixers lead that series 3-1. to And then Utah and Dallas, it's been a knockdown dragout. That one is tied 2-2, as is the Minnesota-Memphis series and uh, to, uh, Utah-Dallas tonight, that game's going to be on TNT as uh, the uh, the Jazz traveling to Dallas to take on the Mavs in game five there see who takes the series lead and is one win away from closing out that series. Um, look, the Brooklyn Nets, I, I heard a statistic this morning, and I am not surprised by it what, whatsoever. The Brooklyn Nets were 21-9 and at one point this season. They had a three-game lead over the second-place Miami Heat at the time, I believe it was, or maybe it was the Toronto Raptors, one of the two. Regardless, they had a three-game lead. It was twenty-one; They were 21-9. and And then Kyrie Irving got back into the lineup. They decided to bring him back part-time. He was able to play part-time, obviously, because without the vaccination, he wasn't able to play home games, but he was able to play some of the road games. Since that time, they plummeted all the way down to what now is amounting to a seven seed in the Eastern Conference, and they can't get out of their own way. They can't solve the riddle that is the Boston Celtics for themselves, and they are going to be more than likely ousted tonight because it appears that they have quit on one another. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up hour number one. Stay tuned. Just a quick little two minute turnaround to hour number two. Still, plenty of more to get into: college baseball, college basketball, NFL. Right
0: here on the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. From the Casino Del Sol Studio, the Soul of Tucson. This is ESPN Tucson, KFFN Tucson, KWCX Verde. KMXZ HD4 Tucson.